0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lift off. We have a lift
1: off. You're listening to Supervision. Supervision. Lift off the clock has started.
2: Well, John, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Everyone listening, this is John Foot. Um, I've known John. Oh shoot! Probably going on, probably upwards of ten years now, about a decade. Um, actually, really good friends. One of my best friends is his uh, his daughter, so that's how I've I've come to know John. Um, John, tell us a little bit about yourself, and you know, little bio.
1: Little bio. Well, uh, I came out of a very uh, entrepreneurial driven family. have awesome. kind of A mother who uh, I grew up in Atlanta to start with, okay. and uh, I had a mom who had a a couple of shops in the two of the biggest malls in Atlanta during the time. And then a father, she had a retail shop. And then I had a father who um, is manufacturing. He, he's actually an engineer um, mm-hmm. from university of Texas. He had an Emmy's degree and just got involved with all sorts of different, just cool companies from Pratt and Whitney to coal firearms. Oh, cool. And eventually he went into having his own manufacturing company. So I got to see the best of both worlds. I had a, a dad in manufacturing that I worked with and a mom in retail. So I got to see how it was made and how it was sold. Awesome. So as an entrepreneur family, of course the bug hit me and eventually I became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Uh, As time went on, I went to school and uh, decided to go into uh, marketing and uh, came out of that. And I helped build um, a a video production company down in Orm at the time. Had a blast, had an office, the old Osmond studio. And, um, Did video production, everything from just 30-second commercials to industrial, you know, full-on infomercials, everything. Cool. Had a good time doing that. Um, Started my own company, uh, doing promotional marketing stuff, got into the music industry eventually. And um, about 12 years ago, 13 years ago, started working in the music industry and worked with uh, Colin Ray, who's a big country singer. Yeah, for uh, 16 number one hits in the 90s. Brought me in his business development, and I helped him with everything from uh, rebranding of his merch to private events, um, coming up with you know sponsorship ideas, all sorts of different things, and eventually got in the meet-and-greet side. And so the meet-and-greet side is what helped me develop my newest company, which is called Rave, mm-hmm. and uh, it's ravevip.com and RAVE stands for Real artist Video Engagement, but it also is a play on words because it means to go on and on about something with someone, right? Right. So the idea was it came out of the meet and greet world and I, and I saw people having this fan experience, you know, first off, the first fan experience is, is the connection with the fan, the being a fan looking at the stage, but the connection I really saw was the meet and greet side and that was going backstage and bringing people back to have that experience, a real intimate experience with with Colin And uh, to see their face, to see them cry, to see them get excited, all the emotions they went through, it it struck a chord with me as an entrepreneur. And I'm like, there's got to be a way I can create meet and greets like this, 365, 24-7, always open, and scale. And so the idea was to scale the concept. I got on an airplane coming back from Las Vegas, uh, drew it on a piece of paper, and uh, that's my latest and greatest um, project now is RAVE.
2: Right. And that's, and I knew about rave. I think I had, uh, I'd spoken with you. I mean, I think right as you were getting it off the ground, um, a few years back, just as I was, you know, hanging out with Devin or whatever. And, uh, it it just struck a chord. It's genius. It's, it's, it's incredible. I don't know why it it isn't a thing, um, or it wasn't a thing, excuse me. But, um, and that was when we started this, you were one of the first, uh, people that actually came to mind about like, who would I want to interview about being you know an entrepreneur like down to your core and like what it's about because I mean correct me if I'm wrong you were you were working kind of more corporate side beforehand correct,
1: yep that's right Yep, I was VP of marketing for a couple of different companies I helped build one of the largest uh, collection law firms in the country at the time um, uh, we had Fortune 500 clients that I went out and brought to the to the uh, the firm mm-hmm. uh, I was head of marketing for it and um, it's just always been in my blood I'm just really you know, connecting with people, mm-hmm. that, that whole thing has always been part of who I am since I was a little kid. So it really resonated when I went into building Rave because it took us a year to build what's called the MVP. And um, once we got the MVP built, we started iterating on that because you have, obviously you're, you're making mistakes constantly and trying to you know adjust, adjust, adjust to get a straight line going. So we did, did all of our, our testing last year and part of this year, we had a few low-hanging fruit, if you would, mm-hmm. clients that I knew out of Nashville and, and uh, out of LA and brought them on, including uh, Pink's um, bass player, Eva Gardner, who's on our platform. Killer. Eva yeah. helped cool. us immensely. She, she came in with, with just all excited about connecting with fans, and she would give us the feedback that would help us with our development team to keep adjusting to make the product better and user experience right. better. Um, then eventually kept growing. We kept getting you know, word of mouth from other people who wanted to bring their, their celebrity friends on. It went from musicians to Comic Con people and Comic Con people to athletes to authors to motivational speakers to, it uh-huh. became, eventually became anybody with an audience. Anybody's got an audience where they can, someone wants to pay for their time, whether it's a meet and greet, uh, a workshop or a fundraising event. Mm-hmm. Ray was built for that now. So we, we just, we just literally work with all sorts of people.
2: I was going to say, cause, uh, yesterday actually Chad and I were sitting, just kind of shooting the breeze about it and going through the website. And the one that immediately stood out to me, just being born in, you know, the nineties was, uh, in Chad as well was Aaron Carter is on, is on rave. I can, I can pay to have essentially a zoom call like this with Aaron Carter on your website. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. We went down to Vegas last summer actually. And, uh, we were in, on his, in his tour, on his tour bus for a while talking to he and his, his former girlfriend at the time um you know it was, it was just fun he's a very very nice guy i mean i know he gets a lot of bad rap in the, the news and sure. stuff as a person he was absolutely stellar he was he was so kind to us you know offering us water and you know, are you guys comfortable what can i get you he's I mean, cool. really a good good host that's um, so cool i think i think that's like the thing i'm sorry to interrupt you john
0: oh, you're I that's the type of thing that I love about this technology and your platform is that it, you know, it turns a meet and greet that, you know, maybe is in a, an arena or something like that into a more personal experience. Yep. You know, and that you might get to even see that side of Aaron on a Zoom call whereas, you know, any other time you're meeting a celebrity, you feel like you're stepping into their world for a second. It's always awkward and it's always uncomfortable and Sometimes it frankly puts them out and, you know, you feel like as a fan, you can't miss the shot at it, but right. you also need to jump in if you
1: can, you know? Yeah, and, that's, and you're, that's a really good observation because what I found in doing the meet and greets is oftentimes they're so fast and they're so rushed, the ones that you see out there. And I, I talked to a lot of people who were my counters out there with bigger stars than you know, than Colin was at the time. And they'd say, you know, the problem is the fans get a little bit frustrated because they get 30 seconds. You know, they'll come up and they'll say, oh, I'm I'm John Foote. You know, they go, oh, nice to meet you. Okay, photograph. Okay, hug. Okay, bye. And you're gone. It's it's over, right? The fans like, oh, my gosh, I had like 10 questions I wanted to ask I couldn't ask. With our platform, you don't have to have the event being a concert or a Comic-Con or, you know, whatever it is. It's going on throughout the year, and fans can go find them on our platform, request a session, or see that they have time slots open on availability. They can book it. They know exactly how much you're paying for it. The transaction occurs right then and there as far as the, the money goes, and they're locked in. They get notified uh, right then that they have a session coming up, and they get notified again 10 minutes before their session on the date of the session. And The beauty is, and the difference between ours and like a Zoom is the fact that um, we actually have a Guaranteed start, guaranteed stop time. So when I was a tour, you know, doing these tours and, and being out there doing the, um, the meet and greets, the, the biggest problem you had is you have 20, 30, 40 fans, and you're trying to get the next fan in, right? And like mm-hmm. the guys, the girls talking about, your song just touched me, you know? and <laughs> I was crying, we played at our wedding, and, and you can't get them to stop talking. And you're like, I, I've got to move on. I've got to, I've got 20 more people behind you. I've got to bring them in. right? And, and just one more thing, just one more thing. With our system, it literally starts, let's call it 10 10 a.m. It'll start at 10 a.m. And it'll stop at like 10.05 or 10.10, whatever they decide is Uh, the length. And it slowly just kind of fades out with our logo. And it doesn't feel like you're just cut off. It's kind of like, okay, see And you kind of just kind of slowly fade out. You have like a a warning almost. Yeah. Technology becomes the bad cop, right? Instead of of (laughs) me being the bad cop. The tour manager
2: or whoever's at the venue. Yeah.
1: That's right. So people like that. I mean, I was on the phone uh, two days ago with Rudy Sarza. Rudy is the um, legendary bass player for Quiet Riot, White Snake, and Ozzy Osbourne. Unbelievable. Oh, cool. And the guy's been around the world. He just featured. Actually, we were watching uh, two nights ago, uh, The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne. It was was a two-hour special. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fantastic to hear about Ozzy's life and what he's done. And Rudy is featured in this, and he's interviewed talking about Ozzy back in the day when when Randy Rhodes was Ozzy's guitar player who died tragically in an airplane accident. And um, uh, just talking to Rudy, I mean, you you get to see a side of of this person that you never would get to see. He's telling me stories, and I'm just, like, getting chills. I'm like, my gosh, you've got so many stories from the road. I mean, it just blows me away. But that's the kind of experiences that you can get on our platform is people are, are, will open up to you in a very personal setting like this, like mm-hmm. we're doing, and able to tell a story, not feeling like they're rushed in the sense of having 40 people in line behind. Right. So it makes it really a fun a fun experience for the fan.
2: Dude, I bet he is so full of stories. I could talk with that guy for uh, hours. Or just let him talk. He was Just amazing. sit there and listen, you know?
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's have, so cool. We have Pink's drummer. We have Pink's drummer, uh, Mark Shulman. You now Mark Shulman was with Pink for two last uh-huh. two years. He and Eva, uh, he was with Cher. He was with, he was Foreigner's drummer for years. Uh-huh. He was with Simple Minds. He did work with Billy Idol. I mean, the list goes on who he's drummed with, but his stories, same way. Went out to lunch with him after the show last April here in Salt Lake. We yeah. went out afterwards and had a drink together and, uh, sat at a bar and he's telling stories and I'm just like, this is mind blowing.
2: So cool. Well, John, let me yeah. ask you this, just kind of shifting gears, I guess, because I don't know that I was aware that you've kind of been this entrepreneur your, your entire life. I didn't, I don't know that I've I've chatted with you about kind of all these other businesses you've started. Uh, I guess just over the years, what's been your maybe number one or two, you know, takeaways of um, what's the difference maker mentally to, for a business to be worth it and to, in your mind worth it, right? Whether that's it's fulfilling or if it's, um, you know, monetarily it's, it's worth it. I guess if you're making money, it's successful in that aspect. Like what's the one or two things that make it worth your time?
1: I I think everybody thinks initially money, you know, especially when you're young, it's Mm -hmm. all about the money. Like, Oh, I get a big house, like cars, you know, as I got, as I've gotten older in in my age now and my grandpa now, you know, it's crazy. But, um, early on it was about, you know, I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to have all this stuff. Mm-hmm. As I got older, my it's just changed. It's just completely shifted. Now, now it's about, I want to do something I'm passionate about. I want to do something that when I get up in the morning, I really am excited and enjoy what I'm doing enjoy the people I'm with. That to me is way more important than the money. Whereas it was yeah. when I was younger, it was all about money. Now it's like, no man, life is too short. I want to just really enjoy and have fun doing what I do. So mm-hmm. I would say to anybody who's going to be an entrepreneur, be sure you're involved in something that you absolutely have passion for, because there's going to be some real lows in there when you're trying to get it off the ground. And you're like, I just, am I doing the right thing? Are we going to make it? Those kind of things. You have to have that perseverance and that tenacity to just never give up and say, you know, I, yeah, we can do this. And just keep moving. Because this is my passion. I yeah. Like that. On that, on that thought, I mean,
0: you know, when life is hard, I think, regardless, right? And it's like, it can be hard to really passionately fight for a business that you're trying to build or a vision that you're trying to make a reality. And it can also be hard to be in a dead end job and to be under somebody else's umbrella, you know? And so it's like, because life is hard, I think you're spot on on the importance of connecting passion with your vision and with what you're doing Day in and day out, right? Yep. And luckily, you know, you've been able to make that match, and that's I think what Zach and I are trying to do, and even what spurred this whole podcast is like kind of our way of trying to connect how to how to create a vision that you want to work towards and ultimately to create a fulfilling life through it, you know.
1: Yeah, and you guys are Century Twenty One, that right? The real Correct. estate company,
2: mm-hmm. Century Twenty One Everest. Yep.
1: We talked to somebody at corporate at, at Century Twenty, almost positive Century Twenty One. My my partner, mm-hmm. and it's funny you bring that up, Chad, because um, I presented an idea to a real estate company about about rave, and they're like, "Well, how could we use rave?" I mean, it's just, we're not celebrities. I'm like, "No, no, go go away from thinking celebrity. If this is your passion." And you want to? I mean, it's all about people in the real estate industry. It's all about the connection, Absolutely. right? It's about who you you've got to have that great connection with the customer. Because if you if you can get that great connection with one customer, they're going to go tell three or four of their friends. Hey, you got to you got to get with Chad or Zach. Those are the guys that take good care of you. And that's right. all that referral business. And so I presented the, the idea, and I thought, is that your passion? I asked the guy, "Is that, this is your passion? What you do?" And he said, "Absolutely." And I said, "Is it about engaging with your your?" Um, potential customer. Absolutely. And I said, well, think of it this way. Our platform is, is built for engagement. That's all it is. Take away the celebrity element for a second and just hear what I'm saying. Are you engaging with somebody who wants no information from you and willing to, to spend time with you? Are you willing to give that time to them? And he said, yeah. And I said, then you should be on Rave. And he's like, but I'm not, a, I'm not a celebrity. Again, it's about connecting people. Rave was built initially for the celebrity world. but We're finding that people who have a following somebody who wants to, to gain information from them so in your in your world for instance and i, and I used to have a real estate license actually mm-hmm. uh, doing a project uh, about 10 years ago in your world if okay. i was going to use something like our platform i would go over to, in, and create a situation where you're giving away free workshops and i'd say i do a 10 or 15 minute workshop here's curb appeal and why it's important here's staging your house and why it's important here's a 101 of, of finding a good um inspector and why i mean all these little things that we're we're, you know we have to know about and we're very very as a lay person out there selling or buying a house there's so much you don't know to have someone say go to my profile read about who i am set up a 10 minute with me it's free and i'm going to explain to you what you need to know i would be more apt to go back to them and say hey i want you to represent me i want you to take and sell my house or i want you to represent me help me help me to uh get it sold right whatever it is buy a house sell a house and to me those little workshops are are a way to leverage this our our technology is just built to bring people together so the passion you're talking about we're talking about passion that's what I'm saying is there's tools within your industry too that help you guys continue your passion for what you're doing and we can be one of those kinds of tools
2: damn it John you're a genius
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it I just I mean I feel like there are not only like people in real estate, but people that I respect who are entrepreneurs and, and people who I would like to request time with. And right absolutely. now, you know, they might not be on your platform, but, um, you know, maybe that's a piece for your future business, like fan requests. Like
1: it but, is. It is. You're absolutely, Chad. You're bang on, buddy. We have <laughs> a new thing coming out in version two, it's going to be the fan request they'll literally have a section there when they come into rave and says, is there somebody you'd like to see uh, like to have a one-on-one with that's not on our site? Let us know right here. When they put that uh-huh. in, we're going to either do one of two things. We're going to have it set up where it literally goes to their social media. Let's say it's um, Gary Vee, right? We all love Gary Vee. Sure. Say it's Gary Vee and Gary Vee gets notified. Hey, you've got fans wanting you to join rave VIP so they can have one-on-ones with you. It notifies him basically, or it right. would come to us and I would call up the manager. Like I already talked to Gary Vee's manager about this by joining. And uh, yeah, Zach and I
0: would definitely pay for Gary Vee. I think I've got all of his books on my bookshelf
2: over here. And I have way too many sports cards in my office right now because of that, man. Like it's over. It's over. Yeah.
1: I was, I was backstage with him uh, two years ago at USANA. USANA brought him in uh, for the speaker. And uh, afterwards they brought me back backstage because, um, one of my very close friends is the president of USANA, or CEO, I'm sorry, USANA. And so we brought him backstage. You got a chance to hang with Gary Vee, nicest guy in the world, really enjoyed the time. He asked me what I did. I told him, you know, until we had a nice conversation about it. But you're Chad, you're bang on, buddy. This is a, a platform. We know that eventually we're going to have motivational speakers joining us. We're going to have titans of you know of industry, CEOs, people that people can't have access to are going to want to mm-hmm. eventually come to us and say, hey, we'll jump on what we discovered is the people who are A-listers, and let's say it's Donovan Mitchell, right, from the Jazz, someone like that I'd love to have on here, but someone like that level is going to go, look, man, I make $10 million a year. I, I can't charge enough to make it worth my while to talk to a fan. Mm-hmm. But if you make it into a cause marketing, right, all of a sudden, hey, no, let's do it for your for your nonprofit. Then it changes the game. Then it becomes, oh, well, that's a good idea. Okay. So we think that we're going to get a lot of, of the A-listers uh, willing to talk to us once they know they can actually go and do uh, fundraising with our platform as oh,
2: well. That's perfect. That's a good idea. That's no, cool. Yeah. When it comes to, So I did oh, have a ahead,
0: question. John. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go, go. Okay. Um, I did have a question when you were kind of talking about your background and like, you know, managing Colin Ray and then that transitioning into marketing and then transitioning into starting this business. Um, we were talking just on our last episode about kind of, the daily disciplines that are required to follow after a dream or to make kind of a vision or a business plan a reality. Can you share just maybe a little bit about as you've been building Rave, like maybe what kind of daily or weekly checklist items or like visioning that you were doing in order to turn it into reality? Like what is, like, what has
1: your schedule kind of been like? When we started off, my partner and I, we, we found it very important to have, especially early on. I mean, really, we're like almost meeting daily, right? Mm-hmm. Daily, because you're mm-hmm. having to, to put the pieces together. It's like, it's like taking a 10,000-piece puzzle and throwing it on a table and going, put it together now. That's what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. And you're slowly mm-hmm. seeing, you, know, you start with the edges, because that's the easiest. And you start bringing it in the middle. That's what it felt like, to give you the analogy. It, you felt like you That's had a this great analogy. Puzzle that you're trying to put together and um sometimes you're pressing pieces and going i know this is the right piece this has to fit right here and you realize no it's not it you know I've got to put another piece down um so meeting initially was very important putting putting our goals down on paper very important sharing those goals with each other uh once you hit a goal checking it off going to the next one um as you as you started iterating more into, into iterating the, the uh the platform um then you start bringing more team members in. as we added more team members, then you started getting, you know, okay, what are you working on today? Um, how can we finish the puzzle now with, with what you're doing? And so your, your members of your team are part of the group putting that puzzle together because you can't do it on your own. It's, just, it's not it's impossible. It's just, you know, he and I, my partner and I. So we had to bring key players in um, that had the skill set to help us get to that next level. Our development team was important, you know, who we chose for, to help us build it out. Um, yeah. We're actually changing now, now that we've got our, our MVP built. We're going to change our development team into a new one that we feel can help us get to that next level with, with the, uh, the platform, with the UI, UX experience. So it's a lot of iterating. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a, that's a big one is um, as you're planning things out, just expect that it's never going to go the way you think. It's going to take probably three to five times the time you thought it was going to take. Um, be mm-hmm. patient. Uh, realize that it is, it, it is a fluid living organism that's constantly adjusting and moving and if you're yeah. good at that and you can handle that then you know those visions you have for what you're trying to achieve can come together
0: cool that's great advice i really like and i really like that puzzle analogy that's like it's literally perfect. exactly what my life feels like <laughs> 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 that's perfect who, who are some of your like thought leaders or authors or books or podcasts that you you've turned to or that you like to motivate you or encourage you keep you
1: going. You know, Gary V is one of them. I've I've listened to Gary. um, Gosh, back when he wasn't even really known back when he was talking, he gave a great analogy about how disconnected we are as a society. And this has probably been 10 years ago. So
2: back in like the wine library uh, days. What's that? Back in the wine library days kind of thing when he was like barely starting on YouTube.
1: Yeah, he was barely starting. He had that uh, the book. I uh, can't remember the name of the book now. Um,
2: crushing the It. Cover.
1: Uh, what's that? Is it Crushing It? Crushing It? I think no. It's one of it. He wasn't crushing it. Um, the Thank You Society, no, the, the Thank You Society or, or the, oh gosh, I can't think of what it's called now. Anyway,
0: mm-hmm.
1: his analogy was about a butcher. He said, you know, back in the day, back when my, my parents, grandparents, he said, you go down to the butcher. And you would walk in. He'd say, oh, hey, Susie, how you doing? You know, how's, how's Billy doing in football? And how's this? Yeah. You knew. You you engage, You talked. You work. People knew each other. And he says, now we're so disconnected. And so that, to me, was important because I've always been a person who's believed in, in the power of connecting with people. They have to be genuine. They have to be real connections. I don't mean just, you know, I, I, I'm friends, best friends with so-and-so, and so and you met him one time. I mean real connections where you actually connect, you talk, you share. You break bread. You you know, you have conversations, and I thought it was it, it really intrigued me when I started listening to or, or reading his book. I thought, wow, this is this is right how I feel about life. Is too too often we don't really connect with people. We just have these mm-hmm. these you know slow passing by like in a hallway type of connections, and instead of having these real true connections. And Gary's always focused on sure. that how important that is, and so that, that's probably been one of the biggest uh, influencers for me as, as authors is probably Gary Vee. On how he yeah. believes in that that connection is so important and that's why that's how i run the business I, I talk to every single celebrity that comes on and i have a one-on-one rave session with every single one of them to make sure they understand how our product works and so they can they can hear and see the passion in me when we do it that's cool so that to me is very important Would and you that say, book i looked it up it's the thank you economy, the thank
0: you economy. Is, that's
2: what it is that's yeah
0: and it was published in 2011.
2: Yeah, so it's been oh, nine, back, years, nine years. About nine years, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Would you say, John, would you say, what were you thinking? Um, yeah, I was just going to ask, because obviously, I feel like, I, at least I am, I know Chad is is probably there a little bit as well. Um, very amiable personality type wise, right? We want people to really like us. You know, I think Chad's probably more expressive. You know, he's a little, <laughs> a little crazy, but. Um, <laughs> I need to talk. When it comes to like networking and things like that, like you're saying, just having genuine interactions with people, would you say that's kind of your, your basis of, of how you build a business or is there a different kind of aspect to it? And maybe that's the second or third tier up.
1: No, to me, that's the foundation. Um, I've been told all my life and it's just part of who I am. My mother was the same way. My mother, my father was very left brain mechanical engineer, yeah. you know, very the numbers. My mother was very gregarious, outgoing, friendly. She knew the butcher. Literally, we'd go to Kroger back in Atlanta, and she'd walk in, and they'd be like, Veronica, hey. <laughs> they all knew her. Cool. And I, I always thought that was the neatest thing, that she had such great connections. And She truly loved them. She'd bring them stuff like during Christmas and wish their family well. If they had a problem going on, she'd, she'd bring them food, whatever she could do. And and that mm-hmm. kind of set the, the foundation for me in my life on, on uh, you know, how to how to lead myself through life, and I've always been told, man, you really love to connect with people. You really love that 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 true connection. And I mean like again, yeah. it goes back to that true true connection, and uh, I think that's been my foundation, which helped me get to where I'm at because I'm, I'm a true believer in, in networking. But you ha- you can't just be a taker. And I've told this to, I've told mm-hmm. this to celebrities on the phone. I'll, I'll say, what can I do for you? And they're like, well, you're helping me with this. I said, yeah, but just remember, I don't want to be a taker. I don't want to be known as a taker. I want to also give back. So you tell me there's anything along the way I can help you with. I, I that. find that if you're good at the tit for tat, meaning genuinely give back to other people who helped you get there, I think that makes a big difference. And it helps your reputation because people will remember that and they'll tell other people. I mean, you, you yeah. guys have heard the numbers on hey, having a bad experience and people will tell like, you know, a hundred people or something. Oh, yeah. have a good experience. They only tell two or three people. you, you got to really work hard oh, to yeah. get those good experiences shared out there by other people.
2: That's what I said. I can't remember who I was talking to the other day, but it's like people are so much faster to write a bad review on the internet or Google or whatever it is than they are to write a positive review unless there's like some incentive, right? They're like, oh, write a positive review. You get a free sandwich or whatever it is. But like people are so much faster to, to be negative about anything. So if you can turn it positive, that's awesome. 100%.
1: And and we we see it in social media, especially in social media. That's one of the things that I'm really cautious with the celebrities we work with they'll say, can someone film this? And I'm like, in our terms of service, they're not supposed to be filming this, reporting anything of it. I said, but sure. you know how it is. They're going to game the system and someone's going to sit over here on the side and probably do something stupid, which we don't encourage at all because sometimes a celebrity may say something that slips up and they don't want it out there. Right. And so, right. because they know how negative this world can be. Um, another thing we talked about, the whole networking thing, I'm a huge believer in LinkedIn. I, I've used LinkedIn since it came out in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I probably have, I don't know, 1,500 people in oh, yeah. on LinkedIn, and I, I find it to be extremely valuable. And, and, and on the same way on LinkedIn as I am in person, they can't, if there's not some kind of connection, I'll say, hey, thank you so much for connecting with me. Please let me know what I can do to help you with your business. anything you can think of, you know, please reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the way life should be. We should be looking to not only, you know, don't, don't just take, can't be takers. You have Agreed. to be givers yeah. to, be to give back.
2: That's huge. That's awesome. Well, John, one, one last, we'll wrap it up here. One last, uh, I guess, question. Okay. I was actually asking Devin, like, what's an embarrassing question I could ask you yesterday, but she didn't, yeah. she didn't really buy into it. I was kind of bummed about it, but, um, <laughs> what is, I guess maybe your, like your number one, like either like mantra or saying that you repeat yourself just kind of every day to keep you going. What is your one thing you live by?
1: The one thing I live by is, um, it's probably the old Winston Churchill, you know, never, never, never give up.
2: Awesome. You just keep going. Yeah. you
1: plug plugging along, and and you just you find a way, you know. And there's gonna be times you get up, and you don't want to get up, and you yeah. go, no, I, I can do this. I can, you know, I can't give up. I can't give up. You embrace the that's suck. That's probably my biggest one. Right? is just never give up.
2: Em- What's that? Embrace the suck. That's what that's called. Embrace the suck. Exactly. There you go. Yep. Very cool. Well, hey, John, I uh, we appreciate you like immensely. You're awesome. It's so good to talk to you. So good thank to see you. you. We need to go to lunch or something sometime, okay. you know. I owe you big Anytime, time, let me know. For sure.
1: I'd love to go with both you guys to lunch. If you guys want to do it sometime, let me know. Let's do it. Yeah. And I'm gonna need to Let's talk to Aaron Carter
2: out. ASAP. Just we're gonna do it.
0: Sign up, dude. <laughs> Put right. your money where your mouth is. <laughs> I'm John's do already it. provided the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, very cool, John. Hey, we no, again we appreciate
0: so it.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. All Have right. a great rest of your weekend.
2: Okay, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, John. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Again.